Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride around in style. I'm going to drive everybody wild. Next day when I punched in with my big lunchbox and with help from my friend, I left that day with a lunchbox full of gear. It's a really hard song to cut off. I've never like, I don't want to stop Johnny Cash. You don't stop Johnny Cash. But we do have Kenny Wallace on the line, so we are obligated. Let's cut off the man in black and go to Kenny Wallace, star of the Blues opening video the other night at the Enterprise Center. Kenny, how are you? Doing good. Uh, running some errands today. And, uh, yeah, my, dear, my friends, Steve King Gas and Oil Company. Uh, it is a fact that Don and Hank Steve King, who started Steve King, they helped uh, the great Kenny Schrader get started in racing. And uh, and I'm returning some, uh, some 55-gallon drums, empty ones, to them. Yeah, so... Sitting in the parking lot so I can talk to you. It's a busy guy last week. I got to meet the one and only Buddha, who I figured out looks kind of like Buddha. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, I always say Buddha is on an island by himself. Uh, in, in other words, he controls his own life, does his own deal. Uh, a lot of people wish they could be like him. It's like, Buddha, what do you do for a living? Well, I work for you. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but he uh he got it going on and we all love Buddha. What does he do now? Is he working on the cars or is he just kind of your consigliere? What what exactly is his role? Buddha comes into work when he wants. I pay him uh by how he wants to work. And uh he's just kinda like James Dean, man. He just does his own deal and <laughs> I can't really figure him out and I kinda leave it that way, you know? He's he's a he, listen, let me tell you, I, and I, you know, I always brag on Buddha. He's what I call the last of the real racers around the St. Louis area. In other words, years ago, people just lived, they eat and breathe racing. Nowadays, uh, you know, it been, there's been such a big societal shift. Now people, like, they care about their families and their wives. You know, years ago, you just told your wife, hey, honey, Sorry, I'm going to work on the race car. She yelled at you as she's walking out the door. But now, uh, now everybody is, uh, you know, more family orientated, and uh, which is a good thing. But uh, Buddha is uh, is single, and it favors me, man, because he loves racing and he helps me a lot. I like that. He's single and it favors me. Kenny Wallace with us in a lot of debate, and you're, you're great at this online. People go back and forth about attendance at NASCAR events. What was interesting is that Richmond, which was the Saturday night race this past week on Fox, and the TV ratings come back, and the top five markets start with Richmond. So the host city dominates in the TV ratings, and it is a great debate. Like People were excited. Hey, that's in our own backyard. Hey, we're hosting this week. But not as many people maybe felt compelled to go to the event. Not that you're going to black it out in your home market, but it is an interesting debate. Like they're excited about it, but not as many people went. I don't, I don't know what the answer would be. 
Well, first of all, before I, I tell you what I think, I got to tell you what you and I know, right? Years ago, uh, if you lived in St. Louis and it was not a sellout to, say, the Rams game, okay, they would black it out. In other words, they would yep. punish you. They would punish you. They would go, okay, the game is not a sellout, so we are not going to put it on TV. That way you have to come to the game. So that's that, right? That's a fact. You and I know that. But here's what's changed now. People will not go to their home games. They would rather stay at home and drink a $1 beer and get up and go to the bathroom when they want without standing in line and watch on high definition. And that's a fact, and that is what's new in sports, and that's why all the stadiums are condensing. That's why old Bush Stadium used to be 50,000 people. Now this one is, what, 37? All stadiums are getting smaller because TV or, or the way you view or listen People do not want to go through all the crap to find a parking spot that's paid $10 for a beer. Now, me, on the other hand, I'm a freak. I like to be right in the middle of everything, so I like going to them. But, but it is a fact. It is a fact now that people would rather stay home. When I say it's a fact, it is. I win. You can't even debate with me because I know. So uh, you're good saying that because I know I'm right. Yeah, and, and if you have a – if you have the counter to it would be if you have a compelling product and a good atmosphere, Cardinal game, Blues game, things that you want to be there, you can still sit at home and watch the majority of them, but you're compelled to go because you enjoy being there. That's the thing that can override it somewhat is if it's a great venue or a good product. Now, now that is a debate right there. Uh, now, I, w- I, I won't claim that that's true or false there, but I will say this. Okay, you go back. In the history of baseball, what is what was it? Hamp, uh, what stadium they won the damn World Series? The guy that owned Domino's Pizza, right? They didn't have three thousand people in their damn stadium every game. Uh, it, it is weird. It's also location. Uh, so I think there's a I think there's a whole bunch of scramble eggs right there. I think that has a lot to do with people. Gave, will say, "Give me a good product." I'm like, "Well, look at Cleveland. Cleveland Browns. They don't have a good product." It was every day in the game. I mean, come on now. And, and it's packed. Uh, look at uh, look at uh, Green Bay. Uh, do they have a good product? Uh, some years they do, some years they don't. But, you know, I mean, look at the St. Louis Cardinals. Do we have a good product? Well, we haven't had a good product for the last three years, but we still got a billion dollars from Fox Sports Midwest because we have one of the highest – TV markets, uh, we get a lot of money because our people tune in to watch Fox Sports Midwest because even when our Cardinals are losing, we love them. Uh, so it's, it, is a, it is a weird deal. What is the uh, racing schedule? Because here we are now mid-April and we're getting into spring, summer. Where are you going to beat you out racing it all this weekend? Yeah, uh, you know, really excited to finally stay home this weekend. So, uh, Friday night across the river, Belleville, Illinois. It's a makeup uh, for the St. Patrick's race. It's called the Shamrock 40. So uh, come on over to uh, Belleville, Illinois. It's called Belle Claire Speedway, the oldest racetrack we have in St. Louis. A little bitty track, but a lot of fun. We're going to run there Friday night. 
And then finally, the opener down at Kenny Trader's track uh, in Peebley, Missouri, right off the highway, I-55 Raceway, they should have opened two weeks ago, but the river has been so high that it flooded their parking lot and they couldn't get people in. So talked to Ray Marler and Sue Marler, the owners, yesterday. They said they're looking good. You know, the weather never messed with the racetrack itself. The racetrack itself is good to go, but now it's all good. And uh, so Saturday night will be uh, I-55 Raceway. It's Tuesdays with Kenny, a, a staple on this program, the coveted hour, the midday grind. And I ran into Kenny. He's go from patios into the ballpark at Bush last week. And he said, you wouldn't believe how many people come up to me and say, Kenny, I heard you today. You were delivering those oil drums. I heard you were eating at the Cracker Barrel. You were eat <laughs> People love these segments, and people are out by gum. They're out there listening, Kenny. Well, we are having fun. You know, it's funny. I, I, I heard somebody on, on Twitter. I, I, I said, hey. I said this on Twitter. I said, I am 55 years old, and it is a fact that I can outwork easily without even trying kids that are 38. These kids that they'll, they got to have ranch dressing with their chicken nuggets. They, they got to have sauce on everything. And, and, it, and, they're, and they're negative and they're depressed. Well, somebody said, yeah, but it, Kenny, the reason you outwork people without trying is because you're happy. And I said, you know, I never thought about that. If you are a positive soul and you're happy, you have energy. If you're negative and you're eating bad and, and, and you're burping and farting because you eat like crap, it, it weighs you down. You don't feel good. So, um, so yeah, I have a lot of people. And I, you know, this is so true. I mean, everywhere I go, whether I stop in a quick trip or I'm at a golf tournament, people come and go, man, hey, I like you on that radio show. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? It, it, it is amazing, Martin, that I can do a do 15 minutes with you every Tuesday at 1230, and people think I'm on radio every day. It's a fun segment. It's I enjoy the, it. And, and shout out to you because you're the one that asked me to, it, to do this. It's the power of 590 The Fan. It's the one and only Kenny Wallace. Great to see you down there. You were having fun and to see Buddha, and I think your son-in-law was there. It was a Justin. Justin yeah, was – and I, what did I say to him? I said, what's it like having Kenny – as your father-in-law, he said, and he said, it's a blast. It's a blast. Yeah. It's, I believe it. Hey, have a great Tuesday, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you later. Go Blues. Go Blues. Kenny Wallace checking in with us here on the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan. Two men in a truck, the place to go. Speaking about loading up a car or a truck, great place to go for work or services. Especially if you're, say, a uh, college kid about to head home for the summer, looking for a nice part-time summer job, go to careers.com. Two men and a truck.com. It's a good company that promotes from within, Martin. So even if you're looking for more career oriented goals, give them a shot. Careers.twomenandatruck.com. By the way, we have, we'll get to the end of the day. Things on my list that I never got to the fact that Yasiel Puig homered in his first at bat back at Dodger Stadium and he did it off Kershaw. The guy's got a flair for the dramatic. Later, Matt Kemp had a big hit. That's a new question every day. Where in the world is Matt Kemp? You have to try and remember where he's not, playing. Not in Cincinnati. Not, well, he's in Cincinnati. Atlanta. He they Atlanta, they San paid Diego him not to be there. Until, yeah, he's on the Reds. Now he's on the Reds. The Reds always have that weird roster where they're not rebuilding, but they're also not good. They're kind of trying, sort right. of, but they're not good at it. <laughs> like, wait a minute. The Reds have Yasiel Puig. The Reds oh. need to figure it out. In the Central, it's when you're trying not to win the that you start winning. 
And then the Brewers went from not trying to trying, and then they got really good. Then they got Yelich. And Kane on the same day. Uh, the point was what? Oh, Yasiel Puig last night had that home run. And then the call that we never talked about, we should have, got a lot of play during the game. The Ron Culpa strikeout of Paul Goldschmidt was one. Of, I know he's a St. Louis lawyer. I do not know. lawyer, excuse me, umpire. St. Louis-based umpire. I was <laughs> thinking of Mark Milton. I'm sorry. I looked at my tax lawyer. He's the tax lawyer. Ron Culpa's an umpire. He's a St. Louis-based umpire, but it was a terrible call. Like he called it a foul tip, and it was not anywhere near. Yeah, if he a had said, "Listen, tip. I think it caught the edge of the plate; it's a strike," but he called it a foul tip, or like, and Goldschmidt just looked confused. All you have to do, and I suggest anyone, there's gifs out there on Twitter. Don't look at Goldschmidt. Look at the catcher's reaction. His head spins around like, "Really? That's an out? Are you oh. serious? Are you are you <laughs> calling that an out?" He was caught off guard by the call. It was really bad. And then the next Goldschmidt at bat, it just happened to be Goldschmidt again. He's at the plate, and the ball gets away, and the ump gets it's hit in the head. I'm like, what are the odds of that? Oh, Cope was having a bad year. Oh, he, he got in a those... shouting match at the Astros. And the Astros don't seem like crazy. Like, Hinch doesn't no. seem over the top. And he said he could do what he, he wants. He said, I can do whatever I want. Yep. That's not a good look. So I guess I can do whatever I want includes call foul tips when yeah. foul tips I wish he, I wish he just said that all the time. Like, if Mike Schultz arguing. I would like to see Schilt go a little nuttier, which is not his nature. I was kind of thinking maybe he get tossed last night. That kind of had the makings of a manager. Felt like a good game to get tossed, too. I don't know that that's a great question. Will Schilt ever get thrown out of a game? This year? Yes. He got a toss-up from a game last year, didn't he? Sounds right. It's just hard to picture him getting thrown out. All right, time now for a dramatic pause, followed by the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Schilt did get ejected in the game last year on September 26th. Him and Matt Carpenter were tossed in the seventh inning. I wonder, LB.com is having a great time with their videos, so I'm going to try to pull it up. Um, I'm sure an ad will appear. LB.com eliminated the search function, so you can't search through videos now this year. They're trying to bring it back, but they say it's a work in progress, and fans are not happy. Oh, so they didn't do it to punish you, or anything. it's just they're aware of it. They're, they're aware of it. it. It got a lot of backlash. Fans used to be able just to go on to MLB.com and type in, you know, say Mike Trout, and be showing a lot of Trout highlights. Baseball, in their efforts to eliminate good marketing, uh, decided to get <laughs> rid of the search function. So it's it's working quite well. Hey guys, how's our effort to eliminate good marketing going? Oh, it's going great. <laughs> going great. Here is the call of Mike Schultz and Matt Carpenter getting ejected last September nice. against the Milwaukee Brewers. The 2-2 to Carpenter. Struck him out. Didn't ball. like it. Struck him out. And he has words with the home plate umpire. Carpenter's not happy. I now I remember this. Do you remember this? Because you can't throw Carpenter out in that situation. Yes. Jose Okendo racing down the and shield basically. And now Carpenter's been tossed. This is a fiery umpire. He turned around and and he's tossed after going back towards the dugout. You're seeing shield red. He's going back towards the dugout. It's very entertaining. And then he gets tossed. Um, I do remember that now. Does Yelich homer tonight? 
He always, I mean, go against the grain. I'll say <laughs> you, no. You, you sigh. I'll say no. You sigh. I sigh even at like, the thought. Oh, God, it's going to happen. And it's weird because <laughs> I actually like him. Yes. And I like him as a player. I like everything about him. Well, now we hate him. But I have to hate him, kind of like the Jets and the city of Win the Winnipegan people. I don't really hate, but I have to because it's required this time of year. I'll say he does not. I think they'll I think they'll either bust him inside a little more or they'll be extremely careful. Some of those unintentional, intentional walks. I think they're going to be real careful. Okay, how, now let's see if I can keep track of this for the rest of the year. How many times do they play the Brewers? They play Milwaukee, I know, twice more in this series. Then they don't come back until August. Three more, six in August, so that makes eight. They play the Brewers, it appears, 11 more times the rest of the year. What number is higher? Yelich home runs in those 11 games or Yelich intentional walks in those 11 games? Tied for first. Tied for first. It's a lot of games left against Yelich, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't that depressing? They have a gap after the series, thankfully, but they still play them nine more times in August and September. So he has eight home runs on the season, but seven have come against the St. Louis Cardinals. And we decided. Oh God! They still have three more next week, so that's fourteen. So fourteen more games against Christian Yelich. I forgot about the series next week. I mean, at the end of the year, not the end of the day. He's gonna have thirty home runs against the Cardinals. No, I mean, you're like, <laughs> but legitimately, he'll probably have like eleven or twelve. Even if they against one team. Even if they don't allow another home run against Yelich the rest of the way, he has seven against them. That's a good number against a team over the course of a season. Oh, huge. I mean, realistically, he'll hit about 11 or so against yes. the Cardinals. Yes. That's one team. It's insane. That's a lot. Um, by the way, the Brewers lead starters in terms of home runs allowed. Their starters have allowed 22. Oh, so they do have bad pitching. We're do. right. We were right. They have yeah. bad pitching, Cardinals but it just turns out the bad. Cardinals also have bad uh, We were joking. The patron saint of intentional walks, I guess, if you ever were to achieve sainthood, would be Kent Tekulvi. Tekulvi, Tekulvi, yeah. who issued the most intentional walks in a career, 179, 179, second and third, pretty famous names. Number two, Greg Maddox, issued 177. Number three, Gaylord Perry, issued 164. You need to look up Kent Tekulvi because he was a big league pitcher, reliever, and he was skinnier than Plowsy. <laughs> I mean, you just look at a picture of Kent Tekulvi, and he would get down and sling it, sort of sidearm. He was a really good reliever, but he probably weighed 80 pounds. <laughs> Exaggerating slightly. Uh, the following players we were discussing, and I forgot this one. One of these, at least. Uh, we mentioned players who seemed to really hit the ball well against the Cardinals. Ryan Howard had a 1.083 OPS in his okay, career. Okay, let me give me give me how many games he played here. Okay, let me get that real. Quick. And then and then I want to guess how many home runs he hit here. Okay, at Bush Stadium. This is just Bush Stadium. Three. Oh, because, yeah, he probably so played he a little bit. he came up in 05 so or 04, mi- maybe? Right, so oh. let's just stick to Bush 3. That's Bush fine. Three. That's fine. He played. He started 37 games, played in 38 games, not counting the postseason at Bush Stadium. Three. Not counting the postseason. He probably hit 11 homers. 37, 38, about one every three games. Close. 13. That's pretty good. This is what he hit at Bush That's Stadium. 328, 452, 650. That was a slash Ooh. line. Against the St. Louis Cardinals in his career. Where'd that go? There it is. Howard was uh, 331, 443, 649. Yelich, by the way, and this dates back to his time with the Marlins, 329 average, a 414 on base, and a 702 slugging. Uh, Matt Holiday had a 1.198 slugging against the Cardinals. 
Maybe that's why they acquired him. They got tired of facing him. How about Ellis Burks? A 1.264 slugging. And I forgot Ellis about this Burks. one. He tortured the Cardinals in his brief time in the National League. Rockies. Jim Tomei. Oh, Tomei. Had a 1.575 OPS against the Cardinals. Here was his slash line against St. Louis. 430 average. A 565 <laughs> on base and a 1.010 slugging. No wonder the Musial Awards called Tommy's like, hell yeah, I'm coming to St. Louis. Love it down there. Let me, let me get a couple ABs while I'm picking up this award. He hit 18 home runs in 29 total games against the wow. Cardinals. I know that includes when they first started Interleague. I recall Cleveland. it was just Central versus Central, so there's some games there. He was a Philly. I know right. they played him in Interleague home against runs the White Sox. Games? 29. 29 games. Good Lord Almighty. Yeah, it's like, that's nothing. <laughs> you watch this. I'll clip set this year. Uh, give me a Blues prediction for tonight. Uh, I feel good, which is dangerous, but okay. I, I love the negative, so this is a good sign. I'm going to go 4-3 Blues. I think with Winnipeg, these games are going to be a little higher scoring. You're going to have to find a way to score, and Binner is going to give up some goals, but that's that's to be expected in this year. I'm going to go 4-3 Blues, get it done. Okay, that's the end of the day. It's the end of the day, and also some Cardinal news for you. Mike Myers is going on the IL, the injured list, 10-day. Do they say it for what? Right shoulder lat strain. That's not good. Then you have Tyler O'Neill, right elbow ulnar nerve sublux, sublux action, sublux action. I can't even say it. Sublux okay. no. Tyler O'Neill's got an issue. The word ulnar is used. That can't be good. So no. O'Neill, 10-day. Myers, 10-day. They also optioned out Drew Robinson. They've recalled Jairo Munoz. Makes sense. They've recalled Giovanni Gallegos, okay. who is just here. And Ryan Helsley has been added to the mix. So that should help a little bit. Or to the twenty, they've been they brought him up. These are all called up. So, wow. Okay. You know, oh, called up. Helsley. No, called up to Milwaukee. Munoz, Gallegos, and Helsley right. to make room. O'Neill, Myers, Robinson all okay. shipped out. So we I think you're a little first... light, and uh, it... well, I guess Munoz plays the outfield too, doesn't? Yeah. He? Okay. All right. We got the first uh, fifty-five or Memphis trip. All right, perfect. So Gyro and Giovanni were just shipped to Memphis yesterday, and now they're back, now they're back. on Tuesday. So is Giovanni Gallegos going to be the guy who's up and down from Memphis He's the all new year long? He's Brevia, kind of. Who was the Brevia before Brevia? Oh, the guy we used to always do the, before Brevia. That wasn't Bowman, was it? No, God, it was... Um, Seth Manus, Matt Bowman. No. Tuivalala. Tuivalala, yes. Sam, Sam Tuivalala in Memphis. Sam was on the Lewis. shuttle. Hey, one of our great sponsors is Mark Milton. Yes, he is. Uh, he's a very good tax lawyer. Who are you confusing him with earlier? Ryan Culpa. Ryan, yes, he's yeah, a much he's better never... tax lawyer than Ron Culpa is an umpire. I was thinking St. Louis-based umpire, and I said St. Louis-based lawyer. Uh, but if you're sideways with the IRS, let's just say theoretically you didn't send in your tax return for some reason before yesterday, you should visit stltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton is a former Department of Justice tax division attorney, and he provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax solution groups you hear on the TV and radio. Mark lives and works right here in the Kirkwood area. We can see his office. He's right at the corner of Woodlawn and Manchester. So if you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com. Today, remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision. It should not be based solely on advertisements. All right, that'll do it for the Midday Grind. Chuck, I think, is he back with us tomorrow? I, I don't, think he I don't is. know. Uh, I want to remind listeners, by the way, that Cam is broadcasting from uh, the Social Bar and Grill on Friday, and they're giving away tickets to the potential 
game six between the Blues. I wanted and to the say Jets. the other day, shout out to Cam, who I often make fun of, and I'm afraid that I'm actually going to well, run into him. You make fun later. of him only because his show's not until six. Correct. So you won't run into him. He was giving away tickets to the Blues playoff game the other day, and I said, that's a hellaciously good gift. Good for Cam. The Bud Light Zone, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Those are really yeah. Good we're not, ones. And we're, we, were giving, we gave some away last night, too, when we were at uh, Three Kings in South County. So, yeah, Cam Jansen Show, if you want to get to a Blues playoff game this year, check out in. the show. you got to stop by 4265 Revix Barracks Road between 5 and yes, 6 on Friday. And there you have it. The Hardline coming away next. Congratulations.